Amen, amen. Church, online, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? So I am the youth and young adult pastor here, here at Overflow Church, and I am turned up. I'm so excited to be here this morning to be able to share this word with you that God has been uh, dealing with me and probably dealing with you concerning the folk concerning this issue of judging and refocusing. So I'm going to get right into the text. If you have your Bibles, if you're at home, you're chilling, maybe you're at, maybe you're at the dinner table, uh, maybe, you know, you, you might be having breakfast, you might be in the living room, maybe you're at work. If you have access to the word digital or a hard copy, please turn with me to Matthew chapter 7, and I'm going to be reading verses 1 through six. And so this is going to be really exciting. So go ahead and put your seatbelts on because we're going for a ride. Let me stop. All right, y'all. So here we go. Matthew chapter seven, it says, do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is a standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, hey, let me help you get rid of the speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? The Bible says, hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Verse 6. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. And don't, don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Let's go before the Lord. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for being good to us, Lord, when we're not good to ourselves and good to our neighbors, Lord. You always put on display what it is to be um, good. So thank you. Father, right now, God, I just ask that, Lord, you would give us ears to hear, Lord, and you would soften hearts of those that are online, that are viewing this, Lord. I pray that this is uh, a message that they can not only hear, Lord, but they would truly embody it so that this day moving forward, they will look through a different lens, God, and that they will start seeing their brothers and their sisters through a different lens, Lord. But the only way that can happen is if you refocus our view. So, God, we give you all the glory this morning. And I just ask that, Lord, you would use me to effectively communicate your word in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So you are probably having a hard time right now seeing me in clear, seeing me with clarity. <laughs> you might be having a hard time. I don't know, like, you know, if you're really tech savvy, maybe you have went as far as to hook up your HDMI to your laptop and plug it into your, to your smart TV. Now you're seeing me on big screen. And it's kind of tough to see that, right? Please don't go anywhere. <laughs> Today's message is about refocusing 
and changing our views on our neighbor. In order to do this, we must first adjust our own lenses on life, right? This is a time to refocus and allow God to clean the windows of our lives. Amen to that. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 7, he is giving his sermon on the mount. God will judge us for the way we judge others. God gets the final say in things. And for those who judge others, well, they will be judged with the same measure. It's easy to push what is right or wrong on someone rather than looking at our own lives first. We are the best judges that we know, right? We are the best judges that we know. For example, right? You know, back in the days, I have to say back in the days, but I'm referring to like six months ago. When we were all meeting here in person, and Pastor Brian would get up here and preach like this really dope message about loving your community, loving your neighbor, you know, and making sacrifices and time and all these different things that were, that God was depositing in his heart to be able to communicate to you. And so, you know, we'll sit, we'll sit down in our chair, you know, might be, maybe we're with our, our friends or an uncle or auntie. And, you know, Brian is doing his thing, right? He's preaching. And the first thing we start thinking about is like, oh, man, you know, I've heard this message before. This is not for me. I'm just here chilling to see friends and family. But we always quick, we're quick to think of so-and-so who should be sitting in the seat right next to us, right? Another example, you know, maybe, maybe you're married, you know, and <laughs> you get invited to go to a marriage conference, maybe a weekend to remember or something like that, and the speakers are speaking, they're doing their thing, and it's like, you're like, man, like, that's a good saying. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's great. But we don't think to ourselves, like, hey, maybe this is for us. We immediately start thinking of this other couple. Oh, man, you know, if, you know, man, if the Charleses would have heard this or if, if the Johnsons would have heard this, then, then at that point, God would have done his thing, right? I mean, well, you know, we live in a tech-savvy, tech-savvy world, right? We might even go as far as to say, you know what, let, let me do them a favor. I'm going to go on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, and I'm going to post something about what the pastor said so that they can see it. I know they're going to see it, and if they like it, I know they've they seen it for real. <laughs> That's us, y'all. We're quickly to look at other people before we start examining ourselves. The question that I want us to wrestle with is, what does Jesus mean when he says, do not judge? What does Jesus mean when he says, do not judge? There are two things that I want us to be able to talk about this morning. First point, first impressions, feeding the dogs, feeding the pigs. And the second is to refocus your lens. Refocus your lenses. Who have you been judging during this season? <laughs> COVID got us doing a bunch of crazy stuff that we would have not ever imagined in a million years of us doing. You know, maybe we're, maybe we're judging that person that may not feel the same way that you feel about wearing a mask or social distancing. You know, you might see them out in public and they're like, oh, man, you know, we start judging them. Oh, yo, they should be wearing a mask. They're spreading the virus. You know, maybe, maybe that's you. 
Maybe that's you. you. You're thinking that. Maybe uh, maybe it's the news that you're hearing. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of news about the coronavirus, about Black Lives Matter, about sports, and all kinds of stuff that's going on. Maybe you're maybe you're judging from a lens of like, oh yeah, you know, news is not telling truth. That's not right. You know, and and you're picking all these different things apart. Maybe you're online like a lot of us. You know, Instagram. We're just scrolling down. Oh, oh man, look at her, man. Oh, she got the beach. Why is she wearing that? Oh, 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 man. Oh man, look at him. He got his shirt off. He should. He ain't put his shirt on. He ain't be wearing a mask. <laughs> you know, and continue to judge. We are. We're the best judges that we know, y'all. Or, <laughs> what about this? And this is a very sensitive one, considering that. This continues to happen. This has been happening. What about, what about black lives mattering? What about that? You know, are you someone that's sitting behind your phone judging, seeing all these different protests and hearing, hearing your brother and hearing your sister talk about their struggles of everyday life and how they view the world? Are you judging that? We have no right to judge someone else's personal guilt or shame. There are sinful choices that each of us make because we're broken people that are only to be evaluated by the judgment of God. Human evaluation often leads to more guilt, hurt, shame when wisdom is out of the picture. We must be careful to think highly of ourselves when it comes to judging others. Why? Because the Bible says all have fallen short of the glory of God and need forgiveness. We all need forgiveness. Jesus is not telling us, oh, pump your brakes. Jesus is not telling us to throw away all judgment or correction. He's not saying that. Rather, he is talking about the approach of someone who is not humble and able to discern what is true and what is error. We all have to be careful not to quickly scrutinize the speck that is in our brother or sister's eye. So I was reading this quote the other day, and I, you know, I came, I came across this, like this crazy dope quote, right? So F.B. Meyer says, when you see a brother or sister in sin, there are two things we do not know. Two things. The first is we do not know how hard he or she has tried not to sin. Secondly, we do not know the power of the forces that attacked him or her. We also do not know what we would have done in the same circumstances. The judgments of people tend to be inadequate, biased, and not based on all the specifics. I repeat that. The judgments of people tend not to be inadequate by tend to be inadequate, biased, and not based on all the specifics. So let's consider the Pharisee and the tax collector. You still rocking with me? For those that are online. Please feel free to leave an emoji, leave a comment, leave some likes. You know, I know sometimes when you hit the heart, it's like, yo, that's encouraging when people see that on the screen, right? So if y'all with me, please, 
please leave a comment. The next passage that we're going to be coming out of, it's in Luke chapter 18. I'm going to be reading a few verses out of that, talking about the tax collector. The tax collector and the, and the Pharisee. So let's go ahead and do it, right? Verse 9, then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself, right, and he prayed this prayer. He said, thank God that I am not a sinner like everyone else, hmm. for I do not cheat. I don't sin, and I don't commit adultery. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. You know, I got it all together. I, I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But then you have, <laughs> then you have this old lowly, lowly tax collector. He stood at a distance. He stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh, God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humble, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Having the proper theology <laughs> does not give us the admission or pass to judge whoever we want. I repeat that. Having the proper theology does not give us the admission or pass to judge whoever we want. The basic point Jesus is getting at is what goes around comes around. When we point out the speck in someone else's eye and try to justify our own behaviors, we walk blindly. We walk dead into a wall and still don't realize the critic we have become. God is calling us to action, y'all. God is calling us to action. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother or sister's eye. Jesus is not against judgment. That is done in wisdom and with a tender heart. The danger lies in when we bring correction to someone with the wrong heart. You know, I've been guilty of this as well. At one, at one time, I was, you know, traveling and rapping in front of, like, masses of people. I'm talking about I get on the stage and it's just, like, waves of people. And often... What would happen is after the set is done and we, you know, we've done our thing, we've rapped or spoke or beatboxed or whatever the case is, you go up, you start shaking hands with people. And oftentimes there would be these judgments that I would start formulating about these people that I had only met them for like a minute. I didn't know anything about them. But in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, look the way they're dressed. Look how they're talking. Oh, look at their, their dialect. They have a little southern twang to them. I don't understand what they're saying. You know, stuff like that. And I start formulating all these judgments. And then with some of these individuals, I would, you know, continue our, our friendship. And I begin to learn things about them that 
man, these are actually good people. Like, these are people that are making impact. These are people that, that truly care about the souls of men, right? I've been guilty of that, y'all. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 7, specifically verse 6. From our text, it uses language that describes dogs. So giving what is holy to those that are unholy can also be read. Don't give what is sacred to dogs. Don't give what is sacred to dogs. In ancient history, dogs were not considered pets, y'all, but street animals. People didn't give dog, people didn't keep dogs, and they often associated them with being scavengers. The same applies to pigs. Pigs were dirty and polluted. So yeah, people weren't making bacon on a regular basis. All right, all right, let me stop. <laughs> so the point that's being made here in verse six is one that we often miss. We expect non-Christians to behave like Christians. Pearls in this message signify the value of good news of the kingdom of God. So why do we set the same standard for those that don't know God for those who do? These are people who do not value the truths of God. So why waste your time on them? So there's this couple. They move into this neighborhood, very similar to Benton Harbor. And... You know, it's a, you know, it's a husband and wife, and they're new to the community, and they're just like, you know, unpacking. They got this big 26-foot U-Haul, and, you know, the neighbors are kind of peeping out what they're doing. They're like, yo, where they from? I don't know. <laughs> and so this husband and wife, they're, they're talking, they're chopping it up, you know, praying, thinking about, dang, like, you know, Lord, we really want you to use us in this community. So the husband kind of puts a break to... You know, them unloading, you know, they had a lot of stuff that they needed to unpack. It's a 26-foot truck, right? So the next morning, they're having breakfast, and the wife sees one of the neighbors, and she's looking like, hey, 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 babe, look, look, look. Man, her, her clothes are dirty. Like, what, like, why is she hanging them out? They're dirty. I, I don't get it. Happens the next morning. They're out having breakfast again. You know, they're sitting out on the porch just chilling. Wife sees the neighbor again. She's hanging out a new set of clothes, and they're all looking dirty. She's like, is somebody going to teach this girl how to wash clothes? I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. So that continues to happen. A month passes, right? Neighbor comes outside. She's doing laundry. Sorry, she just finished laundry. So she's hanging out her clothes. She's taking the time. She's putting the pins up, hanging up the shorts and the shirt. She's doing her thing, right? And the neighbor, the wife goes, wait, oh, oh wow, I think, I think somebody might have finally showed her how to wash clothes. Like, they're clean. That's a clean shirt. That's a clean pair of pants. The husband turns to the wife and says, hold up, hold up, babe, hold up. I woke up early this morning. And I cleaned our windows. I cleaned our windows. We see the other person's problems first. We have to check our own windows in which we are viewing their issues from. When was the last time you cleaned your window? 
It's easy to see the other person's faults, but stand blind to our own failures. For most of us, it's hard to shift the focus from others to ourselves. How do we get rid of pride and selfishness? Because that's what it is. Answer, judgment of self-evaluation first. This is key to growth if you're going to rightly judge someone else. As I said earlier, Jesus isn't against all judgment and correction. He's not. He's for it. It's, it helps us grow. Jesus is the one who takes the planks out of our faces and then grants us access to judge our brother or sister, right? So the next time we think to judge someone else, let's think about if we have planks in our own eyes. It has become easy to push what is right or wrong on someone else rather than looking at our own lives first. The Bible told me <laughs> to take the log out of my eye, and then I can see clearly to take the speck out of my brother or sister's eye. That is what the Bible tells me. We got, we got to do this, y'all. We have to refocus our lenses. That is my second point. We have to refocus our lenses. We need to drop the why in your, that is, looking at everybody else's issues, and deal with our own sin first. So what does that mean for me? What does that mean for you that are online viewing this, listening to this? What does that mean for all of us, for, for all of us? Ask yourself, how is Jesus refocusing my lenses? Last bit of text that we'll be in this morning is going to be coming out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I'm going to read two verses there, verses 15 through 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. It reads, he died for everyone so that those who receive his new life would no longer live for themselves. Instead, they would live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. In some translations may say new creature. A new person. The old life is gone. A new has begun. The truth is, we are all in need of a Savior. The good news is not just good news for one day and one day only, but the good news is good news daily. It is good news daily. It is only at the cross where sinners stand equal. It is at the foot of the cross where we experience the most level ground. We are all on the same page when we stand before the cross, y'all. Jesus is the only one, as I've been saying, who can take the plank out of your eye and give you new vision. He can adjust your lenses. He can refocus your life from one that is judgmental and self-centered 
to one that sees people for who they are. And as an addition, as a blessing, he also shows you things about yourself. We have online hosts that are waiting, that are commenting. They're probably chatting with y'all right now. They're looking to connect with you all. This is a message about refocusing. I came out of texts about judging other people. We are all guilty of it. There is no one that I know personally that I've heard of that, that don't practice judging. Those that are online, if you all have been feeling this message, y'all have been rocking with this message, maybe God is starting to stir some things up here. He's talking to you about maybe that person that you know of. Maybe they're in your, you can think of that person right now in your head like, oh, yeah, such and such. Man, I've, man, I've had it wrong this whole time about them. Like, if anything, God has used this quarantine as a blessing so that I can get to know this person on, a, on another level that I would not have done if this never existed. Maybe you're thinking of that person. This is a time right now for you to connect with them. Please reach out. Please reach out to them. Maybe, maybe you need a little extra uh, boost to do so. We have people that are online right now, online hosts that reach out to them. Why? Because you can't do this alone, y'all. We are better together. I'm pretty sure you have, if you come here, you've heard that. You've heard this numerous times. We are better together. We were not created to do life alone. If you're someone that is, as I've said, if you're really struggling with this, please reach out to someone. If you're online, please reach out to someone. Please, please, please. This is crucial to growth. I'd like to go ahead and pray and then Then we will go on to the next. All right, y'all. God, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much for your word. Because despite all of the mechanics, despite all of the preparation, the fact that I read your word, Lord, how encouraging is it to know that your word would not return void, Lord? I had the privilege and the honor of reading from the Bible, Lord. So thank you so much, God, that despite my many inadequacies, God, you, you were put on display. Thank you, Lord. You get all the glory. God, right now, um, Lord, as I've been talking, it sounds like I'm beating a dead horse, Lord. We are all judges on some level. Some of us are, in our minds, we're good judges of character and of discernment. God, you've given us that. While others, this is a real struggle. And this is a barrier between them growing in their faith and getting to know their neighbors and getting to, getting to do life with them, God. So right now, I am praying for those that God, they are asking the question, what do I do tomorrow? What do I do five minutes from now? God, I'm praying for them, Lord. I am asking that your Holy Spirit will begin to step in and begin to give them 
give them give them ideas and give them thoughts on how they can actually become less of a judge and more of a lover, Lord. Father, right now, if there are those that don't know who you are at all, Father, I just ask that, Lord, that they would know that you have that you had a plan all along, Lord, from Adam to Eve all the way to Jesus, God, that you had uh, set this plan up to where your son would come to this earth, identify with who we are and what we are and how we think and all these, all these, all these crazy crazy things, God, Lord, that you sent him here to live a perfect life. He would die on our behalf, resurrect, Lord, and put death to death, God. Thank you, Lord. I ask that they would hear that. Those that don't know you, Lord, that you put death to death, Lord. You put shame to death. You put guilt to death. You put all these things to death, God, so that we can have access to you, Father. So, Lord, the power of your Holy Spirit, please reveal yourself to them, Lord. God, um, I just give you all of the all of the praise, all of the glory, all of the honor, Lord, as I as I do. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name. Amen.